Welcome back to the Tishya Ayurveda podcast. A more relaxed episode today. We're going over the uh, herb Shankapushpi as part of our Magical Herbs series. And I have today my favorite guest so far, my only guest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Hello. My name is Alfredo Hernandez. And I am in my own practice called Ahava Ayurveda. And you can reach me at 626-417-1056. Any questions, I'm available. Thank you. Text or phone call? Yes, text or phone call, yes. Keeping it old school, huh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we do it here. We just talk about herbs. Um, If we were in the same city, we would probably be hanging out at a cafe or something. But um, we're on different coasts. So uh, for now, we're going to do it like this. So today we're going to talk about um, one of my favorite herbs. I mean, I think they're all my favorite for some reason, but it's blue. You know, when you add it to certain water, uh, the yeah. flowers uh, turn the water blue. So that's a cool, very alchemical process involved with this herb when you get a certain uh, species of the flower. So, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about Shankapushpi today. Yeah, that would be uh, nice. All right. It's a really good herb, a very interesting yeah. herb. How do you pronounce the Latin name? Do you want to go for that? Yeah. Convolvulus pluricaulis. Wonderful. Wonderful. It's called Mangalia Kushma, the bringer of good fortune and health. Hmm. I mean, that's the best advertisement yet, right? Yeah, absolutely. That sounds, yeah, the bringer of fortune, good fortune and health, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so sometimes this is called blue butterfly pea flower, which has been super popular lately. Um, mm-hmm. the past few years, it's been getting uh, very trendy in the, um, you know, what part of L.A. was that? That was like uh, Topanga Canyon, all those areas where there's nice, cute little uh, cafes. You could get yourself some blue butterfly pea flowers. Or even mm. like today, I had a blue butterfly pea flower latte, which, mm. yeah. Sounds and, tasty. Yeah, it was very nice. I mean, there's also a local uh, kombucha that is a butterfly pea flower kombucha so yeah why why is that local well because i live in a more tropical um climate than i did so this climate supports more of those flowers right so it's much more more available right and i was reading on this website um there's a really cool um Indian website that talks about how to grow it. So it's native to tropical and subtropical regions of India, the Americas, and Burma. Mm. Right. So it's because it's a a flowering creeper that can be cultivated in the gardens. So like, you know, creepers that are flowering, those are 
they can sometimes be, you know, a little bit hard to tame, but with mm-hmm. something like this, a medicinal flowering creeper, um, I mean, I, I, this would be something I would love to experiment with growing because it seems like it's all it needs is light cultivation and the sun's very available here most of the time. Yeah, you live in a paradise over there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the best you can get, I think, in the United States right now for yeah. many reasons. I'm getting there soon. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about the energetics of Shankapushpi. Yeah. So the rasa is Tikta Katu. So what's that in English? Can we translate? Tikta, it's a, it's a pungent, no? Yeah. Katu. Katu. Yeah. So it's like sharp and pungent. Sharp and pungent, yes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the interesting thing. The virya is shita. It's shita, yeah. That's that's funny. All right. It's like, wait, what? Like, what does that mean? That means it's a pungent herb that is cold potency by nature. And it's thick thing, katu. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a very uh, it's kind of an anomaly, right? Yeah, it is because they usually they are hot, right? Right, because the piercing nature of the herbs can uh, and the heat work together, but this is a cold natured plant with a pungent, uh, penetrating and piercing nature. I'd say that's excellent for pitta people, right? Pitta people, uh, people with, uh, and we'll get to that because this is such an interesting herb. It has so many qualities and um, uses to it. And the vipaka, which is the post-digestive, is madura. So it's a sweet nature. And the gunas are snigda and pichula. Yeah. These are fun words, huh? (laughs) Especially pichula, you know? Yeah. Pichula, yeah. And what else is pichula? Do you remember? Oatmeal, right? Oatmeal, yeah. It's also snigda, right? Snigda pichula? Yeah, it is snigda, yeah. And one more more common fruit. Snigda and pichula. Platano? Platano, yeah. Platano, yeah. Yeah. Plantains, bananas. Plantain, yeah. Bananas, yeah. That's... Very interesting. Hey, Mr. Kaffa, you were supposed to know this. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I try, see, I'm concentrating lately in the, the pita stuff. <laughs> uh huh, yeah. Trying to get away from the Kaffa stuff. <laughs> the Kaffa zone. I know. It's like Step into very... the circle of pita. Yeah. But see that the. Because I'm, I'm finding out that in California, um, most of the diet is very Pitta. hot. Yeah, everything's hot. So that's why... It's hot, but it's dry. And that can be good for kapha people. But the thing is, it's very draining. And there's a lot of radiation there. So no. you'd have to really be out by the ocean to offset that with the, the frequencies, right? The negative ions, like they call it. Yes, yes. <laughs> 
A little dense well, energy. I think Shankapushpi sounds like it could be your herb then, Alfredo. I know, yeah. Let's, let's talk about why, because it's antimicrobial, antipyretic, yes. anti-inflammatory. Absolutely. Analgesic, diuretic, mm -hmm. local yes. anesthetic. How about that one? That is so interesting. Also, it's a brain tonic, too. Right. Anti-diabetic. Yeah. yeah. Insecticidal. Ooh. Blood platelet aggregation inhibiting. Yeah. And for use as a vascular smooth muscle relaxant. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, all these amazing qualities uh and energetics of shankapushpi so like you were saying it's good for the brain right yeah what is. else what else uh, is it used for actually it is used for um a lot is used for uh, skin diseases you know oh yeah mango yakushma right yeah because it's pita chamak uh, which is blood purifying blood purifying yeah. actions um also, back in the day, uh, they well, I think this, they still use it in India for syphilis. They used it to treat syphilis in India. Oh. Yeah, they use it for that actually. And um, since it's used for uh, because, because of the cheetah video, because of yeah. the cooling, because of the mm -hmm. cooling, uh, mm -hmm. they usually use it for uh, burning the. To reduce burning sensations, you know, when oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's for fever too, you know, it's good for that. And it's also is that they they say it's one of the most optimal spectrums that you can have, you know, because of the mm -hmm. cat to intikta and the sneak the properties. Mm -hmm. um, it's a good spectrum, and also it's a it's good to cure the like the, the hoarseness of the voice sometimes uh -huh. from screaming or, or yelling too much or, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. or talking too much sometimes you know it's, it's good yeah. would you say and that's the, called cantia yeah it's cantia too and the um, also is used for uh, dysuria you know and the for the UTI too, you know. Oh. Yeah, it's good for the urinary tract infections. I could see that. Yeah, it's um, it's a herb that it's a basically it's one of the good herbs that so because you can use it for your digestive system, circulatory system. Yeah. Yeah. Urinary reproductive system also because it's an aphrodisiac, and. Uh, it is good for the for the cervix. Sometimes the the cervical walls are so um, weak, so this gives it strength. Yeah, I was reading about that. Yeah, it's used as a uterine tonic and aphrodisiac. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. It's used to treat uh, after with women that have miscarriages. Shankapushpi is given with um, ashwagandha. Mm, yeah. Very interesting. Exactly. This has so many uses. And, you know, 
there are no known contraindications to the use of this, even no, for pregnant no. women. Except, you know, no, and it helps so prevent uh, early signs of uh, miscarriages. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. When they see there's a, a signs of a pro miscarriage, they give mm -hmm. this. So it helps her earn the, the fees. Also, it's good for men with low sperm count uh -huh. because it increases the sperm count and it fixes the, the sperm that is damaged either by exposure to chemicals, radiation. It fixes mm. the sperm, you know? What? Yeah, wow. It is quite interesting because the defective sperm gets fixed by the the action of, of the, but mainly it is is able to fix the sperm and everything else in the reproductive system because of the snigda and the pichil and madura vipaka. Mm -hmm. Wow, those, that's amazing. Those are the main points. Yeah, it is a full full on medicine that can fix all these things right away. Yeah, it's um yeah, there's but when I mean here. Sorry, but what I mean right away means that it has to be like uh, eating right, mm -hmm. um, having a, a good clean diet, you know, not eating hamburgers or pizza or drinking alcohol a lot. Oh know, so. no! <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. pizza. Oh. Yeah, and I, I mean, only drink like, like, like locally brewed beer, so I think nice. that's you... a good one. Yeah, medicinally, I think, you know, let's, let's, you know, we're harsh when it comes to diet, we try to eat the best, but, you know, if you have things that are made locally in, um, you know, you have it every now and then it's fine, but it comes to, you know, yeah. why do you say no pizza and hamburgers? We're talking about fast food, things that yeah. are not locally made, things that have been frozen, basically food that is dead, that has no prana. Right. That's been a, exactly, you know, they yeah. say what's it, it's like a three day rule, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I, um, I have a friend of mine that he says that he's from New Zealand. He said that his breakfast was uh, one egg in a glass of uh, black beer, Guinness black beer. What? So that was breakfast for him. Yeah. A glass of dark Guinness with uh, an egg, raw egg. So he says, I mean, and he's he's like 65 and he's he has a six pack on him. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, and that's what he does. You know, every day in the morning he has a beer, a beer with an egg. That's what he does. And he's like, man, it's like this is he's like. What happened? Oh, you know, yes, the beer has a lot of probiotics, and that's the so it's almost like, yeah, because we know alcohol it originally was used medicinally, right? Yes, and then especially it's beer, it was, especially. yeah, I mean, in Ayurveda, we have a you know what we call what draksha, right. Which is like mm -hmm. the uh, Ayurvedic wine, 
loosely called wine because it's not really like a wine. Mm -hmm. You just take a small shot of it and it's a purifier. So yeah. I can see how that works. Um, very interesting. I mean, I think yeah, this... this is why it's such a, a topic that can, it, it's a life practice because you're constantly looking at data and information and studying people's diets and seeing, you know, if they're in harmony with their nature, if, if they love what they do, you know, what climate are they living in? You know, these are all considerations when you're looking at, uh, you know, a patient's chart or you're, you know, counseling a patient, right? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, this herb is, you know, to get back to what we were talking about with the, uh, you know, you're talking about the re reparation of sperm. It's because, our, you know, Shankapushpi is, it goes all the way to the brain and the nervous system. Right. And it's yes. a media Rasayana. Me. Right. So it helps with um, neurotransmitters. Yeah. Yeah. Hormone changes. Uh... And it also increases the secretion of dopamine. That you is know, why it's so good. About dopamine. Yeah, it is good for the nervous system. That's why, you know, because uh, yes, the sedative um, effect. Right. And actually, actually, I used this herb for a friend of mine that he he was having like little episodes of epilepsy. Right. Right. Yeah, that's from the neurotransmitters. That's, that's, uh, in the brain to help misfire, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, and uh, he started taking chanka pushri like twice a day, half a teaspoon of chanka pushri in a in a glass of in a well, in a cup of hot milk in the morning after breakfast and at dinner time. You know, chanka pushri latte. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was having that, and now he. Tells me he's taking it only like once a once a day. Uh huh. For because I told him to three months and stop a month, you know, so that he's been doing that religiously. Now he does that, so mm -hmm. he said he hasn't had any more episodes of epilepsy, and uh, his hands don't shake anymore. His hands were shaking a lot. Wow. Yeah, and he used to suffer a lot from uh, insomnia too. So after a few months of being using a chanka push, for now he sleeps better. The shakiness from his hands is gone, and uh, no more epilepsy episodes, and and he's uh, quite content. You know. Amazing. Yeah, it is. It is amazing. I love that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, people think that herbs don't work, right? They think that, you know, exactly. everything has to be done. This is, and this is a great example. Um, thank you for sharing that, Alfredo. This was a perfect example of the power of using herbs correctly. Um, and also, a lot of what goes on with Ayurveda is mental yes. frequencies and energies. And if you believe that these plants are going to work and you have a synergy with them and you do everything with uh, reverence and respect for yourself, 
you know, I know that sounds kind of like, wait, what are we talking about here? I thought we were talking about herbs, but really what, what gives the power to Ayurveda and herbs is your own devotion to your healing, right? How much do you want to heal? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So this patient was determined to heal and they, uh, they surrendered to, you know, trying something different because, you know, let's be real. A lot of people that are going to be learning about Ayurveda or, you know, our patients or, you know, clients or whatever, you know, relationship you have with people and how you practice Ayurveda, we're going to have to, you know, experiment with this approach it in a scientific way. So we're not just saying like, you know, do some weird woo ritual. I mean, you can do that too, but you know, <laughs> here's the, here's the data, right? So, yeah. you know, a lot of what we know as the karmas of these plants are have thousands of years of studies with them as well. And it's just lately that uh, modern science has been able to isolate what the compounds are and active principles are. But, you know, the rishis have known this for thousands of years, right? Thousands, basically. And thousands. it works for this patient because its indications are for nervous debility, mental and emotional exhaustion, epilepsy, insomnia, and what people would call insanity. But let's just say, uh, I would think this is more of a, a an imbalance in the person. You know, exactly. these translations are, are not the best. Uh, so, you know. Mm. Well, actually. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Continue. Uh, no, that's all I had to say. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. The, I also, while I was uh, rushing up on Shankar Pushpi, it says that it is given to clear out the the system, um, just to clear out everything, all the toxins from the digestive system. Oh. So they induce um, like a, a complete bowel cleaning because um, activates the peristaltic action of the colon. And in that way, it spells out all the toxins out. So when that happens, see, this is so cool, because it makes the person clear all the bowels out, but at the same time, brings like levels out all the probiotics in your gut, and people that suffer from schizophrenia tend mm -hmm. to calm down with this. They find relief and they can be level again after they do the cleaning with, with, uh, with Changa Pushri. I this, mean, uh, that's, that's amazing testimonial right there. Yeah. Like, this beautiful blue flower will just yeah. go in there and sweep out your gut. <laughs> mm -hmm. That sounds yeah. great. Yeah, it is. Why I was like, wow, this is they should be using this on all the patients with schizophrenia instead of using all the chemicals they use. Yeah. Right. I mean, but I, you know what? I'm also thinking about this like obsession lately with probiotics. Yeah. Yeah, I know. yeah, this can be used. I mean, I've been, I take Shankapushpi like, and usually in about like cycles of like three days. Yeah. But uh, the way I've been taking it is Shankapushpi with Brinjraj. 
and a little bit of Yastamaru. Okay. Because nice. I I was like thinking, okay, I want to try something for sleep. Yeah. Uh, so I I usually do Shankapushpi, but you know sometimes I find that it keeps me awake at night. Have you ever felt that? Like it's a little bit activating for me. It is. I I, I had that. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. see, here's the thing. Now, this is why I'm bringing this up is because there are no contraindications, but I do have low blood pressure, and this is working with lowering the blood pressure. Oh, okay. Right, so that's why it's given for the heart. So I think it gets me too relaxed, and sometimes when I get too relaxed, then I can't fall asleep, which is weird. Um mm. So <laughs> I was experimenting with it, and I decided to put Brindraj in there, and that made it a very nice balance. I'll oh, say that, and yeah. with a teeny tiny bit of shilaji uh, resin. Mm. Right. So that's that's kind of what I've been doing for sleep. That's a nice cocktail. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's because my brain is very active all the time, and I I like. I'm always reading and absorbing and processing. And, you know, when you have something like Shanka Pushby that's working on the brain, sometimes it can make it more active. So that's just, uh, I would say, just observe what your tendencies are and that can help you decide when to take this, right? Yeah. Um, so let's talk about these chemical components um, that I found out about. And I think you'll be very interested in hearing about what they do absolutely yeah let's hear about so, it so the first one is mangiferin right Mang yep. mangiferin yeah mangiferin. i don't know yeah i'm not a scientist in the western <laughs> sense so these english words are kind of hard for me <laughs> <laughs> but this is a compound responsible for improved learning and attention and the regulation of cognitive deficits and neuroinflammatory events which mm. would be what we were talking about with your patient right yeah exactly yeah so this is the compound that actually works on that in shank push b and why it works for this you know so this is the proof right here here's the next one which is very very interesting because this compound Occurs naturally in a few types of plants, not just Shankapushpi. Scopolitan. Scopolitan. Right. Yeah. Scopalamine, very similar. Scopolitan is a phenolic coumarin derived from medicinal plants. In many studies, it effectively suppressed the activation of dendritic cells and pathogenesis of EAE, experimental autoimmune encephalomyelitis, by decreasing inflammation and demyelination of the central nervous system. Okay, what are all these words? Dendritic cells, right? Yeah. yeah. Antigen presenting cells that connect the innate and adaptive immune response. DC modulation is an emerging treatment of autoimmune disorders. What do you think about that? Well, that goes hand in there because uh, 
by the action of creating the activation and write excels, you activate the cognitive system, you know, which uh -huh. is you are alert. <laughs> you won't be asleep anymore. <laughs> There's a more a better response to all the actions around you. It's quite interesting. When yeah, so this modulation is an emerging treatment autoimmune, but Ayurveda has known about this herb for thousands of years. How about that? And now they're just discovering it here in, in the Western medicine, medicine system. Um, I think this is going to be an herb that is going to be so valuable in the future. People don't even know. We're, we'll just say that here first, Alfredo. Okay. Because... <laughs> You know, autoimmune disorders have been on the rise for quite some time. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's going to be something a lot of people find out that they have because of choices they've made with pharmaceuticals they've taken. Let's just, let's just say it like that. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It is true. You know, and with herbs, here's the beautiful thing about herbs. When you have an herb that is this powerful... There is no limit what you can achieve. You just have to be dedicated to taking it properly and seeking the right guidance. I'll just say that. If you're trying to get off a lot of pharmaceuticals, it's very, very possible to live a life pharmaceutical-free and not die. Yeah. I think that's a big fear for people, Alfredo. I think they fear because, you know... Um, I've seen lots of clients that are older in their 60s that want to get off the pharmaceuticals that they were tricked into taking for 20 years. And now they have a dependency on it, you know, um, and I think it's possible for them to do that. You know, that's why we study Ayurveda at the level that we study it. That's why we become practitioners, right? Yeah. Because we have put the time in into understanding what's going on, uh, reading articles about how these studies are being conducted and using that information to compare and contrast and study things in a scientific manner. So, you know, let's, let's uh, make sure that when we're, you know, talking about herbs, yeah, this is why we're giving the chemical components and active principles because these things are actually being isolated now and we can explain them more for a Western audience. Yeah, people can see this, all these good actions these herbs have because a lot of people ignore this, you know. Um, yeah, so here's another one I think uh, a lot of people will be excited about. It has a compound called chlorogenic acid, hmm. which is a weight regulator and blood pressure regulator. Wow, imagine so, that. Yeah, so, you know, this, this also works on that. So that's another thing to be aware of if you're a person that, you know, is a more vata body frame, very thin type person, you know, the way I take it with the Yastamadu is to kind of balance that out so that it doesn't become, you know, too, uh, what would you say, like too light, right? Yeah. And it's a little, it's got the little bit more Madura. Yeah. In the, so. Yeah, because Bata people are affected a lot. You know, their nervous system gets affected a lot. Mm -hmm. So this goes perfect for them. 
Right. And the last one that I want to talk about today, and we'll just get more into uh, the casual aspect of the episode, <laughs> yeah. um, is rootin'. Now, I think a lot of people that study herbs or just, you know, are interested in health, you know, look at these things and they're like, oh, I've heard about this rootin'. So it's a polyphenolic component of tobacco. It's a glycoside found in many plants. This is really interesting right here. It contains quercetin, an antioxidant shown to reduce inflammation and decrease mm -hmm. capillary fragility. Wow. Yeah, I hence. think that's going to be another important thing because what have we been hearing about a lot lately, Alfredo? Exactly. Capillaries becoming very fragile uh -huh. and damaged. Exactly. Respiratory problems too, you know, inflammation, lung inflammation, all those other aspects of what we've been having lately, right? Right. And a lot of people were taking, a, you know, lab-created, pharmaceutical-created quercetin. Exactly. And Shankapushpi contains this naturally. So, you know, you just make yourself a latte with Shankapushpi or you do, you know, a more rustic version at home and you're you know, pots and pans, you just boil some milk or almond milk and then add your chunk of pushby in and maybe uh, a little bit of maple uh, crystals for sweetness. Or if you have, you know, um, any kind of sweetener that you like, just put it in there uh, yeah. to balance it out. You'll have yourself a nice little latte. Pretty easy nice. to use. Oh, yeah. Half, half a teaspoon only, always. Right, yeah, that's the dosage that I have. Half a teaspoon, yeah. you can do it uh, up to twice a day. Yeah, exactly. So, so the different um, modes of administration with this, there, there are a few different ways you can do it. Uh, another good way to do it if you have the flowers uh, is to do a HEMA, which is a root infusion with cold water charged under the moon, I would say would this would be great for somebody that wants to make it more of a, a ritual use, right? They want to combine it with a more, uh, I'd say on stress and anxiety, somebody that likes to uh, make their own drinks, you know, make yeah. a nice little infusion with this and put it outside. We were taught that in Ayurveda. I remember when they were saying, you know, you do a cold water infusion and you put it outside to charge under the moon, I thought, this is definitely the type of healing I need to be in. Right? Yeah. Charge it under the moon, I'm in. I'm interested. Yeah. It is nice uh, and cool. Another way that I was reading about uh, how to use this, which would be really nice if you want to use it in a therapeutic treatment on yourself, would be a topical application on the head. Mm. So have you ever tried it like that? I tried the oil for my hair. Oh, how was that? It was nice and cooling. It was really good. You know, I, I felt like it was very relaxing at the same time. You know, my hair was shiny. <laughs> wow, I bet that would be great for like a, um, like if you just do like a oil, pouring oil on the head with that. Mm, that would be nice. What do we call that? Hold on, I got to tip on my tongue. It's, um, 
Wow. It's been a long time since you've thought about how what that is. Oh no. <laughs> I know. It's what's been like since since COVID started, I stopped uh -huh. doing those. Um Oh uh, yeah, the treatments. Yeah, it was the the oil pouring on the forehead. Right. So we'll yeah. just call it that for now and we'll yeah. have that'll be your homework and my homework to remember what that's called. Um so yeah, putting oil on the head, you know, like uh, people do leave in hot oil treatments. You can do yeah. a cold oil or warm oil application on the head. Um, you can make a, a powder root application. So it's kind of like you make it the consistency of like, maybe like a clay mask or something. Oh, that's and just too. put it on your head. You could probably mix it with like red sandalwood powder if you have that or you know, um, rose powder that might be really nice and relaxing and, you know, maybe I just. I Chirodara. I'm sorry. Chirodara. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Chiro head. Man, I think we need a Chirodara. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And let's, this segues into the next way to do it. A Shirapaka. Yeah, Shirapaka. Imagine a Shirapaka Shirodara. Ooh, right. So for those that don't speak the, the lingo, yeah. Shirapaka is with milk. So a milk application. So let's say you do a Shanka Pushpi uh, latte, quote unquote, cool it off and then pour it on the head in a Shirodara. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That would be amazing. So nourishing. Oh, my God. Right. You could drink what gets poured on your head. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like some kind yeah. of like a, like a Gitmo torture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <he does. laughs> that's that's what I want. That's that's what I want right there. Um, so the other way to do it is to uh, take it in ghee. Yep. Now, is that? Yeah, that would be. Uh, you know, you can cook ghee. I've never made it like that, but I'm sure that would be great. So people that have Agni Mandia or, you know, when the, yeah. this happens to all of us, nobody has yeah. perfect digestion. So even yeah, I noticed my digestion changes with the change in the weather, right? Exactly, uh, with yeah. the change in the season, which is what we call the Ritu Sandhi, right? Yeah. I need to be more on top of that. But I notice when it happens for myself and uh, I have taken Shankapushpi to help with that. So this kind of goes with what you were talking about earlier about uh, Shankapushpi being used for the digestive system and cleaning out the bowels. Yeah, cleans them out. Wow, this, yep. I mean, this herb is good for everything. It is, it is good. It's so and, good. And the fact that it works on the Majadatu really, I mean, I think we can say this um, and have all the proof here is we can really help people with psychiatric, uh, you know, how would you say diagnosed psychiatric conditions yes. uh, or people that want to work on um, rejuvenation of their brain and their mind. So I can imagine that this would be a great herb to give people that are in the early stages of Alzheimer's or, you know, people in your sixties, it's never too early to start thinking about your brain health. I mean, I think about it every day 
yeah. you know, I, I, I love studying these herbs because we always learn something new. Like by the end of every podcast, I feel like I want to take that herb. <laughs> no, I know. It's just yeah. uh, like, we should be taking all of these herbs. We're just going to live on herbs, you know, pretty much. I mean, I think that's how the Rishis did it. You know, that's how they learned about these herbs. And, you know, in other countries, in other native traditions, the shamans, you know, this is what they did. So it's no different, you know, if you're, you know, South American, you're Mexican, you're Chinese, you know, you're from India. I mean, even if you're from America and your family is just American, you know, there's some kind of native element to that I think we can all relate to. And I, I think that's what I really want to, you know, stress when it comes to Ayurveda. This is something for everyone. You don't have to be part of any tradition. You don't have to, you know, change your religious beliefs. Yeah. You know, it, it works in synergy with your life. And, and like uh, our teachers would always say, it's a family practice, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It is, it is uh, Ayurveda is something that, it's so open. It's for everyone. And the the best part of it is that we can include it with our daily lives. We don't have to do nothing special. We, there's so many herbs that we use in our food that you know every time we make a, a scramble eggs, you know, we can add cumin, mustard seeds, uh, uh, curcuma, you know. I mean. There's so many things we can add to the to the eggs in the morning. I just got eggs. a bag of curry leaves, oh. and I feel like I'm just crushing them into everything. Good curry leaves. Yeah, I good. think uh, eventually we'll have to put some recipes up. I mean, you know, everybody has you know their moments where they're like, I don't know what to make, or how do I even like incorporate herbs into my food? You know, mm. our our culture does not teach that to people our culture teaches yeah. everybody to you know uh door dash it right from the local restaurant exactly and you know hey door dash it but like door dash the local restaurant that's using food that's grown locally um mm -hmm. you know support your local herbalists people that are growing herbs people that have farms or are selling their own fruit or making their own jam like these people are doing that is ayurveda as well right exactly. you know that's a very under recognized um people are skeptical or they're wary of buying products made in a home kitchen well there's a lot of love that comes out of a home kitchen right you know this is where it all started it started it used to be that way so let's yes. you know let's uh keep talking about these herbs and sharing um our stories. I really appreciate having you on here, Alfredo. You have so much wisdom Thank and you. Uh, you have great stories. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you I... do, you do. You have great stories. You know, um, Alfredo is not AI. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I've met him in real life, so he's not just AI. I'm not. I mean, AI. that would be cool. You know, I think that's what people think AI is going to be like this friend that you program to know all the knowledge. But the thing is like, there's always a programmer behind the program, right? Absolutely, yeah. 
So if you're going to work with AI, like the chances are that you get a programmer that's into like the same type of philosophy you are is going to be very rare chance. So with Ayurveda, we can, and you know, be that programmer involved yeah. in making the program, right? Absolutely, yeah. I think that people should rely on books. You know, it's right, time right. to it's time to go back to the always. You know, it's time to do that. We cannot rely on technology only. Right. Yeah, I don't even like reading books that are, you know, online. I like to have the physical book. Yeah. Yeah, so is there anything else that you want to talk about with um, Shankapushpi? Well, just to praise, I mean, activate this in people that this is the best herb for the nervous system. For the circulatory system and use them because you want to save your heart is the best cardiotonic that you have in chanka pushpe and for your brain the brain is the best brain tonic that you can have so remember by chanka pushpe make sure it's a clean herb and uh, just follow the instructions you know half a teaspoon either use it on milk Cow's milk or almond milk or what's the other milk they're using now? Uh, oatmeal. Oatmeal. Oat milk. Yeah, yeah. that's. Mm, yeah. I mean, that's the same gunas as Shankapushpi, which is pretty yeah. interesting that the gunas are similar. So I'd say that that would probably be a nice way to um, make a a good latte. Would be probably with oat milk. Yeah, actually, some people they don't really like the idea of drinking milk, so. Uh, they can use um, honey. They can mix it up with honey, mm -hmm. you know, and then they take it as a, as a just a mixture of chanka pushpi and honey, which has the same penetrating Goodness. effect as milk. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can make like a. I'm sure you can make like a nice little syrup out of that. Oh yeah. Yeah, because, you know, honestly, uh, most Shankapushpi, when you get it, if it's the powdered form of the herb, it's not going to be that powder that is like a fine powder. It's going to be semi-gritty. Right? Yeah. I've known that. Uh, I mean, I haven't found one yet. That is, you know, you can get the blue butterfly pea flower. That's a slightly different variation than the Shankapushpi. Mm -hmm. The the more native one tends to be very gritty. Whereas I think that the one that makes a blue butterfly pea uh, flower, uh, you know, drinks is just a flower. So that's another thing to consider is if you find the two species, try them both and see which one you vibe with more because people that tend to be more dry Vata types might want to go with just a flower. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I mean, that's just something I was thinking about while you were saying that. Because there is, you know, once you find Shankapushpi, you're going to find a couple of different types unless you have, like, you know, your Ayurvedic practitioner has access to a good source, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, because uh, there's uh, different varieties, you know. 
there's different types of Chenka Pushvi. Um, I have one last slight commentary on this. So uh, since we're talking about the, you know, they, it usually says all the parts are used, but in this, um, I'll, I'll try and include this on the podcast uh, notes, but this is just a study on um, from a pharmaceutical journal or the call, it's called the Pharma Innovation and it's a review on Shankapushpi. And this entry was written, it looks like in 2016, where it's talking about the leaves of Shankapushpi are used to treat chronic bronchitis and asthma. The roots are used to cure childhood fever and the oil stimulates the growth of the hair. Mm -hmm. It is also one of the best herbs that are used for enhancing beauty and helps in nourishing all layers of the skin. Yeah. So more reasons why you should be using Chanka Pushby. <laughs> yeah. And the last one, this is it, because I've been hearing about a lot of these people uh, lately being misdiagnosed with hyperthyroidism. Mm. Yeah. It is, it is so interesting on that. It says reduces the activeness of a liver enzyme. Oh. I feel like I... I did. I always leave uh, more uh, confused about the herb than I no, thought I was going to be. <laughs> you need to send me that study. Yeah. Read that. Yeah. It's so, so interesting. Yeah, it's it's a very. I mean, this is why we have to consistently study and look at different things related to the herbs because there's always going to be more and more that you're going to find of these little studies in small journals uh, that were done in like, you know, this is done in the university. I mean, I don't even know where this is. Um, somewhere in India, Haryana, India. Hmm. I probably butchered that, but it says Haryana. written by these four people, Pawan Jalwal, Balvinder Singh, Jyoti Dahia, and Sonia Kokara. Right. So yeah. thank you to these people that did this study uh, because it's a great uh, summary in five pages of what really uh, the best. The I, I would say all the info you need to know about Shanka Pushpi is probably in this little five page paper. That is so, a great study right there. Yeah. So I'll put that in the podcast notes because I think it might be something uh, worth looking into for anyone that. Uh, is curious about this, even if yeah. you don't understand everything that's being talked about, just that's what I would say. Just read through these studies and see what it says. You can always just read the first part, which is the abstract, which is kind of like a summary of the whole uh, paper, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So thank send, you for send me this, this info, please. Yes, I will. Uh, we'll just conclude the episode of the podcast here. So thank yeah. you for joining us again, um, Alfredo, and uh, having this conversation on Shanka Pushby. Thank you for inviting me. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Namaste. Namaste.